Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 118 of Season 5 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action film Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Sean German of the Next Scene Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Sean. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, well, you know, we, we, we had such a great weekend together. I said, I'll, I'll bring you back uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I know it's been uncomfortable for you sleeping on the couch. You know, after after I just some... I just keep wondering what why does this keep happening to us? Exactly. That's it. But they told us there were terrorists at the airport. <laughs> yes, they did. They certainly did. Yeah. So minute one eighteen begins with a Bruce Willis credit and ends with the credit for Don Harvey. So basically, today's minute is going to be entirely credits that normally would be at the beginning of a movie, but this movie mm-hmm. chose to to have just one credit at the beginning of the movie, the the title of the movie, and that was it. But be, before we get into the minute, I actually wanted to talk about a few things uh, that happened over the last few days in the last few episodes um, that, that that I neglected to mention. So, you know, I've, I've mentioned numerous times that I've listened numerous, I've me- listened a few times to the commentary of this movie by uh, Rennie Harlan. And uh, so what I did was I, for the last few days, I had missed it. So I, I re-listened to it and I actually found that there are some things that, that, that I neglected to mention. So first of all, you have the, the idea that, you know, he, he was talking about the, the fact that when they were making these scenes, uh, the, the final scene of the movie, so they they use potato flakes for all of the mm-hmm. uh, for all of the snow, and what what he mentions there is that uh, it was freezing where they were uh, where where they were filming. So he said that the 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 breath that we saw you know three days ago from Bruce Willis was really it was really that cold, and he said that that mm. any chance and they had heaters all around the 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 area you know for people to warm up, and he said because of the the fact that the the heaters were on it kept melting uh all of the the potato flakes and he says that he will never forget the the smell of uh i guess burnt or melted uh you know mashed potatoes because that <laughs> that mashed potato flake because that is what it smelled like on this scene on this set you know filming that mm-hmm. he also mentions the fact that uh uh, Bonnie Bedelia, uh, you know, Holly had to take off her shoes for her to go down on the slide also. So her character is also without shoes, you know, not just the, the old woman. Yeah. And we just we don't see her feet. But that's right. And he said that she was know it's freezing. There. And he said that's one of the reasons why they decided to put a, a blanket on her immediately as she reaches the ground, you know, in order to, to, to help her feel, you know, a, a little bit warmer. Of what's going on. And the final thing I wanted to mention is I was wrong when I said that all those planes were real. None of them are real. That That is a matte painting. <laughs> None of them. That's right. He said they used the effects technology of the time to, uh, to film all of these pockets of people in separate locations, and they put them all together on the matte painting itself. The, the planes were all matte paintings. He says that that today in the digital age things would have been done much differently, but back then that's how they had to do these things. Yeah. 
and it, it's actually really cool to, to to think about this because you know to me it's just I, I never think about the fact that you can you know have a map painting and put moving people in different portions of it you know that type of thing you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm obviously not that technically averse to be able to do things like that but uh, apparently Rennie Harland and his crew are which which is why we didn't watch this movie because it it, it comes across so realistically yeah. So the, the professionals. Yeah, it, it had me doubting because my first thought was, yeah, it looks the 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 vehicles, the, you know, the ambulances and fire trucks and the planes like have a very matte painting feel. But then I see the people walking around. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not a, you know, it's not, you know, it's not a painting. It's not matte because you see the people moving. Um, yeah, they had me dead fooled a little bit. Yeah. Turns out it was Matt all along. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so we're 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 now into this minute, which again is a complete credit minute. So we have you know Bruce Willis getting uh, top billing here, uh, and you know then after Bruce Willis's name we get the title again, just Die Hard Two, and then we have Bonnie Bedelia, followed by William Atherton, followed by Reginald Bell Johnson. So the thing I like is that the 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 first four people listed in this uh you know in the credits and it doesn't you know this is before mm -hmm. the the credit well in you know later this week we'll get into the, the the rolling credits of you know whether it's the same order or not or whatever but but what what's interesting here is, is that these are the four returning characters yes yeah. you know there are no other characters that 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 are returning from the first movie and it doesn't matter how much screen time each of them have the they're they're the top four so yeah because al has a, a pretty al powell uh, Rachel val johnson is pretty small part in this film but as a as a uh, you know returning character slash actor gets uh, is, is up there with the billing that's right and again i mean i i think it has a lot to do with the fact that that he was becoming he was more popular at this point than he was during the first movie you know when they were making the first movie because he you know he was now in family matters mm -hmm. Right, yeah, he's a big star. Continue with with the bad guys, so we we get uh, you know Franco Nero, the original Django, mm -hmm. followed by yeah. William Sadler, the original Death, or actually not the original, but uh, <laughs> you know John Amos. Uh, then we get Dennis Franz, which again I I think that if this had been made a few years later, Dennis Franz would have been much higher on the uh, on the call sheet, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's the seventh person on, on this list. But I think after, you know, I, obviously this, this movie helped him re-jumpstart his career and, you know, getting the getting the uh, the role on uh, NYPD Blue. You know, he'd been in other stuff before. Mm -hmm. and, but but I, I think this movie was very pivotal in him getting that uh, that role. You know. Right. I mean, he, he had had a career, but... He'd had a career, but he was, in, he was on Hill Street Blues. He was on... You know, a bunch of other uh, TV shows. Uh, he was in the movie The Package. Have you ever seen the movie The Package with uh, Gene yeah, Hackman? Oh, that's, uh, I, I love conspiracy theory movies, so that's a great one. Uh, so he he plays a uh, a cop in that one who's uh, friends with uh, with Gene Hackman's character. Mm -hmm. But yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly, uh, NYPD Blue would kind of be the the height of his fame. Yeah, uh, that come a little bit a couple of years after this film. Right, which which is really funny because like he stopped acting after NYPD Blue. He was on 261 episodes up until uh, you know from 1993 to 2005, and then that's it. He has no acting 
uh, credits after that. So I think he just uh, for him it was enough. You know, yeah. he was he was born in '44, which means that as of today yeah. he's almost 80, so he's 79. But you know, he stopped acting 15 years ago, so he, you know, he stopped acting at the age in, in his uh, early 60s. Right. Which yeah, he'd, would, he'd earned some rest. Which which is even more baffling if you think about it. That you know, how old was he when when they made this movie? He was 46. He looks older than that. <laughs> Well, you know, being a DC cop probably ages you fast. So, uh, yeah, this is a, it's a rough 46. Yeah, it's true. Bruce Willis is 11 years younger than him. So Bruce Willis was only in his 30s when they made this. He was 30, 35, 36, something like that, 35, I think. So, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Then, so after Dennis Franz's uh, credit, we, we get the, the credit for uh, Art Evans, you know, who plays Barnes. Art Evans, yeah. Followed by Fred Dalton Thompson. Who this this was also the the peak of his his movie career where he was starting to get noticed, you know, for him to then jumpstart. I mean, do you, do you know his his background? Do you know that he was a lawyer uh, who was uh, in a famous case, and he then played himself in a TV movie about that case, and that jumpstarted his. I didn't know that. Huh. That jumpstarted his movie career. I know he's uh, you know a politician. He's got a career outside of acting. I didn't know. But that he, was that was uh, after. I didn't know the lawyer. That was after. He he was in movies yeah. for a few years, and then he got rid. Of, he stopped making movies, and he became a senator. He was a senator from from Tennessee. For yeah. for uh, I, I think he served two terms. So maybe that's what is it, twelve years as a senator. And he, he even ran for president. Uh, he he obviously uh, you know didn't didn't make it very far in the primaries, but uh, you know he's he still uh, ran for it at the time. And you know we're we're familiar with him from he was in he's in the Hunt for October. You know he always has mm -hmm. these relatively small parts, but but he has a very large screen presence. So you, you interesting. You, so Fred Thompson got yeah got his career started. His first acting credit is playing Fred Thompson. I guess he was typecast. That's right. In in a movie called Marie. I did not I've that. I've been trying to find it for years. I would love to see it, just to understand what it is that he did. But nope, I haven't been able to figure it out. I haven't been able to find a copy of it. When Al Gore became vice president, so he he then became he he won a special election oh, okay. to take over Al Gore's seat, and then he was reelected. The senator in, from Tennessee. That's right. And then he was reelected in '96, so he only served one and a half terms. Um, right. So he was he was a senator from 1994 to 2003, and then uh, yeah, he, wow, he was even a, he was a lobbyist even before that. He's a, he's got such a strange career arc. He's he did a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Well, and there's there's a little bit of a break in his acting. Uh, you know, his acting credits around that time when he's in the Senate, but not a complete break. There's a, you know, he comes back in and he's doing a few, he's got a few credits from 2000, 2001, um, in a time where he still would have been a senator. Right. But, uh, yeah. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he had a life. He had a career. That's right. He, he, uh, he declared that he wants, it was going to run for president in, in, uh, for the 2008 election. And, but but he he withdrew uh, in the middle of the you know in the middle of the race, which is that that's where yeah, uh, I, re McCain. I remember that he didn't he did yeah 
he did not have a, a lot of support. Like he, he no. was not going to win that. No, I would have voted for him. <laughs> but uh, <anyway>. <laughs> you know, that, that's the whole name recognition thing. No, yeah. name and face recognition mm-hmm. definitely right. fits, fits in for that. And then uh, after uh, that, we got uh, the the credit for Tom Bauer. You know, who plays Marvin. 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 Yeah. I'll be damned if I'm going to clean this up. Just clean up this mess. <laughs> Followed by the credit for Sheila McCarthy, who I will always, every time I see her in a movie, this is the movie I think of her from. Mm-hmm. Sam you know, yeah. yeah, I think the same. Like she's been doing a lot of stuff. She had, you know, steady work as as an actor since uh, since like the mid or early '80s. But uh, yeah, I think this is like the the one role that I identify. Yeah, I mean, she's been in other things also. I mean, she was in uh, um, what's it called, the 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 day after tomorrow. You know, the Dennis Quaid, uh, mm-hmm. you know, movie where where New York gets frozen over, and she plays like a librarian who's stuck in the the library with them or something like that. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the next credit we get is the final credit of this this minute is the credit for Don Harvey, who I will always, if, for me, the my biggest problem with with uh, Don Harvey is I think of him from this movie and from another Bruce Willis movie. Do you know which Bruce Willis movie I'm talking about? A Bruce Willis movie? No, I yes. don't know which one you're talking about. You don't? Come on, Sean. You're supposed to know uh, your Bruce Willis stuff. <laughs> Hudson Hawk, Hudson Hawk. He was, uh, in, he was in Hudson Hawk. He played one of the. Uh, oh. He played uh, one one right. of the candy bars. Uh, I don't remember which. I'm trying to remember yeah. which one he played. He's 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 the one who got a uh, a plunger bomb stuck to him. I'm trying to remember. Uh, maybe he's not Kit Kat. Kit Kat was uh, was David Caruso. Snickers. Snickers. Oh. There you go. Snickers, that's right. Right, that's right. Oh yeah, so, Snickers from. So Hudson for me, Hawk. he's his character here is very intense in this movie, and in that one, you know, mm-hmm. he's completely different. So it's like you, you know, I, I always have trouble with with the. I mean, it's great as an actor that he has so much range, but you know, on the one hand, I I don't know whether I'm supposed to take him seriously or not. That's type of thing. That's that's what bothers me about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a sign of a good actor. That's kind of threw me off because Correct. the characters are so different. That's right. I didn't make the connection right away. That's right. true. He's very versatile. That's pretty much the the way this minute ends. You know, we, we talked earlier in the week that there there are minutes that feel shorter than others, even though, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that literally they're, they're all the exact same time. They're you know? all just about 60 seconds. Yeah. And they're all exactly 60 seconds. There's no just about about it. Exactly. <laughs> No, just about. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so uh, this is the first episode that we do not have anything about uh, the script because there is no script. It's done. It's gone. Ripped up. There like, is no script. It's ripped up like the uh, <laughs> the ticket that McLean the got. The parking ticket. The parking ticket that McLean got that he will not be able to retrieve the, his mother-in-law's car. That is where <laughs> we stand here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So every Monday we have a segment called McLean Monday, where my guests will give their top five uh, Bruce Willis movies. So Sean, uh, why don't you start off with your number five and work your way up? What have you got for us? 
Yes, yeah, so I'll give you. Uh, yeah, I'll give you some. Uh, yeah, some Bruce Willis movies. I've heard it been said that um, when it comes to Bruce Willis, you want a number in the title. That's how you know you've got a, a good Bruce Willis film. And and I certainly subscribe to that theory. So uh, I'm going to start off with. How does Die Hard uh, fit Sixteen into that? blocks. How does Die Hard? Well, Die Hard too. Oh. Okay. But no, Die Hard's kind of an exception. Die Hard, of course, is a great film and a great performance from Bruce Willis, but there's no number in the title. But that's correct. Uh, yeah, no. But for for my personal top five, I've got um, so so no Die Hards, which I figure we we assume here since we're talking about Die Hard films one minute at a time. We assume everyone here is is a fan of Die Hard. So I'm going to go. Um, I did. I, I opposed the rule on myself to say my personal list is going to have uh, no Die Hard in it. Okay. Um, so, so I'm going to start with uh, 16 Blocks from 2006, where uh, Bruce Willis plays a he's a cop who is trying to get um, uh, trying to get most deaf, who is a uh, uh, I guess criminal slash informant slash witness. He's got to get most deaf from a from the jail to the courthouse without the bad guys uh, knocking him off before uh you know before he gets a chance to testify um, and it's just, it's the, the titular 16 blocks from the from the jail to the court that uh that bruce willis has to just to get him across so uh yeah from 2006 that's 16 blocks okay uh, my next one is uh 12 monkeys from 1995 a um yeah, sci-fi time travel type thing um 12 Monkeys, very strange film, which actually later became a, they did a, was a, a series that I think only went a couple, uh, a couple short seasons, but uh, that's another good one, 12 Monkeys. Uh, my number three from the year 2000 is The Whole Nine Yards, um, which is a pretty good cast. Matthew Parry, Roseanne Arquette, Michael Clark Duncan, Amanda Peet, um, along with Bruce Willis, um, where uh, it's a uh, uh, a dentist gets uh, mixed up with some gangsters and there's uh, you know mob bosses and all kinds of things. It's it's uh, it's it's crime, but it's also like comedy. It's lighthearted, and uh, Bruce Willis is, uh, is a gangster in this, but a pretty good, uh, pretty good comedy, pretty good Bruce Willis film. So that's the, uh, hilarity, the whole nine yards. Hilarity, hilarity ensues. <laughs> Yes, it's one of those. Hilarity does indeed ensue. Um, for my uh, my next one, I'm going to go from 1998, The Fifth Element, um, another another sci-fi action thriller, with um, with with Bruce Willis playing a uh, a futuristic uh, or a taxi cab driver in the future, who is um, Corbin Dallas, uh, who gets us you. Know, Kind of a, 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 a strange passenger who may be the key to saving all humanity. Um, I'll just say it at that. If you've seen Fifth Element, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, then uh, I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely good. It's another one where Bruce Willis is just sort of uh, a John McClane type, everyman type character that somehow gets mixed up in, uh, you know, hijinks. And hilarity, uh, again, ensues. Um, you know, he's just sort of the everyman who gets mixed up in, uh, you know, bigger events. Um and has to kind of find his way through and and, uh, and perseveres in the end. So uh, yeah, Fifth Element, and then um, 
my final Bruce Willis film from 1995 is uh, Four Rooms. Um, and Four Rooms is a, um, I don't know what to call it. It's, um, well, there's like four different stories from four different directors. Um, and uh, Bruce Willis is in, in, in one of those segments. Um, he's he's a, in the segment uh, uh, written and directed by uh, Tarantino. Yeah, he's in the Tarantino. So the, the four directors are, so, so you've got um, Alison Anders, Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, and Andre Rockwell. Um, and they're all, they're four different uh, stories that uh, touch upon each other. They don't really relate, but it's four different stories based on four different rooms um, in this hotel. And really kind of the the, um, the one character that brings them all together is, is it Tim the, Roth? Yeah, yeah Tim, Tim Roth, Roth who plays a bellhop, bellhop who yeah. is going going between these various rooms um, and tying the stories together. But yeah, so... Um, Bruce Willis is in uh, a scene directed by uh, Quentin Tarantino and very, um, uh, very entertaining film, a very fun film. I like it. And uh, I don't think Bruce Willis does particularly well uh, in that. And then I've got a bonus. I know those were my five. I'm just going to throw in a little uh, a little bonus um, in in IMDb. Bruce Willis, his first credit, his first, you know, his oldest listing um, in 1980, and uncredited part in the first Deadly Sin. Ooh. So uh, even at the very beginning, got got started off with uh, movies with numbers in the title, <laughs> which uh, I've I've never seen, I've never heard of before. All I know is it's it's uh, it's Bruce Willis's first credit, an uncredited role in the first Deadly Sin. So uh, that's that's my my Bruce Willis five plus one. Very cool. All right, great. Um, and because you will not be here this week on Thursday, so the segment that we would normally do on Thursday, I will, uh, we will do now also. It's uh, on Thursdays we have the segment called Aviation Thursday, where my guests will give their top five uh, movies that are somehow related to aviation, whether it's uh, you know something that happens in an airport or on an airplane or uh, somewhere in the sky, whatever it is. So, uh, Sean, why don't you uh, give us your top five there, too? Start with your number five and work your way up. Sure. So I can give you I can give you five films that uh, involve airplanes and air flight and airports and all that fun stuff. So I'm going to start with Wings from 1927, um, which is the it's a World War One film. It's the tale of uh, uh, two guys, two men from the same town. One is sort of. you know, comes from the good side of town, richer, hoity-toity. The other one, uh, more blue-collar, but they both end up flying in World War One, and they both uh, fall for the same woman, played by Clara Bow. But um, I don't know if it's well, it was I think it's the first Academy Award winner. Yes, it is. Picture. Yes, it but is. Also, um, but also a, an early film with uh, with we're flying. And uh, you know, air combat plays a significant part, and it it really is a, I mean, it's a good movie. It's an interesting story, but also um, a, a technological marvel um, with what they were able to do at that time with the lack of um, any of the modern special effects that we have these days. All the flying is real flying. Uh, there were several accidents. I think a couple of people died during filming um, because it's all done, 
you know, all the, the flight scenes are actual planes flying around. They didn't have the, the matte paintings that we were talking about. That's right. The, um, you know, the, the scene of at the airport and all the planes that we were talking about last minute. So, uh, yeah, no, all that was done real with actual planes flying around. So, uh, yeah, so Wings from 1927. Um, my next film from 1970, Airport. Um, a big, uh, sort of the original big airline disaster film. Jim, uh, Jim will be very happy you know, to hear that. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Jim O'Kane, who covered that film one minute at a time. So, yeah, Airport from 1970. Uh, we'll jump ahead. Uh, to 1997 Con Air with uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and then he is a uh, yeah. No, I was, was going to say another shout out to to another uh, Movies by Minute podcast uh, with uh, Jay Clute and uh, Mark Hoffmeyer who did uh, Con Air Pod. They 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 did it uh, scenes that they they had like 40 scenes. They didn't do it minute by minute, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it still counts. And they they finished this past summer. Yeah, doing no, it. absolutely great, great, great job, guys. Yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, another great film. That's uh, another great podcast. And yeah, that's a you know an exciting. Yeah, certainly lots of flying and planes involved in that. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, my next one is going to be trains, planes, and automobiles. So uh, you know, one third of that title is planes from uh, 1987, and uh, uh, one of the films we we've covered at Next Scene Podcast with our, our holiday specials. A great um, you know a great film that features uh, airplanes and, and air travel, and also a great uh, Thanksgiving film. And we covered that one year as a uh, Thanksgiving holiday special, the um, the uh, the USA Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving. Right. But uh, I suppose you could watch you could watch it for for Canadian Thanksgiving as well, and, and listen to the podcast. That's true. Or um, or you can and go and listen my, to you can go listen to my entire season talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, a, a, a film so great it got covered twice by two different podcasts. And, there you go. And probably others, I'm sure. Um, and then my last one, and actually, I I I, I didn't do it on, do this on purpose. I wasn't thinking about it when I uh, made the list. But another film that I believe has been covered one minute at a time, and that is from 1980, Airplane. Um, so of course you can't talk about uh, you know films featuring airplanes without talking about airplanes. So uh, that's going to be my my last one. All right. That makes sense. That's great. All right. So, Sean, you want to once again tell people uh, where they can find you? Sure. Once again, I'm Sean. I'm from Next Scene Podcast, where we're taking on pop culture one scene at a time. Uh, We're at nextscenepod.com, at nextscenepod on the social media. And our big holiday special coming up uh, for the end of this year, we will be covering Pee Wee's Big Adventure. All right. Very cool. So tune in. Check it out. Yeah. I will be there. And uh, finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on uh, on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, moveaboutminute.com. So, Sean, thank you very much for, for joining me uh, for this long weekend. I guess, I guess you can look at it that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been uh, it's been a blast. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah I had a great time, too. Hope, hopefully our listeners also... Uh, enjoyed everything that we had to say about it even though even though we we, we probably uh you know told told the i love you joke uh, a little too much but uh why not but they said they said that there were they said there were terrorists at the airport so who knows yeah yeah i i heard that too but that's okay <laughs> all right so uh i will be back tomorrow uh with another guest and uh you know keep keep uh keep coming back every day this week uh, this entire week, we will have an episode every day. 
Sunday will be the final episode of this season, and Monday, season six begins. So make sure you're back to to hear all about a brand new movie. So until then, yippee ki yay! Yippee ki yay! If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages here and.